This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. It's back to work on a Monday, and a guy who's, well, he's going to work <laughs> is John Crane, uh, newly elected uh, Indiana State Senator for Hendricks County, Putnam County. John, how's it going? I'm doing well. Good to be back with you. Now, I saw you uh, the other day at the State House. You were getting your orientation. That's right. What was it like? Well, I, I explained to... Uh, folks that it's like drinking from the proverbial fire hose you know you're just trying to figure out where the bathroom is initially yeah. but it, it was good it was good it's interesting we had Merritt on the show uh on wednesday and we were talking with with him after after i saw you and the senate by design much like our federal government senate is designed to be the deliberative body things are designed to move slower through the senate um i'm curious what day one was like did things move pretty quick i mean uh take us through it well it it does move pretty quickly um you're just trying to kind of get up to speed and obviously being a new person on the job there the learning curve is pretty significant 
But that being said, um, everybody from your legislative assistants to the media, you know, press secretaries to the legislative service agency right. staff and so forth and fellow senators have just been so accommodating and so helpful. They recognize that you're the new kid on the block, and, and uh, of course, they relegate you to the back of the sure, room. Sure, yeah. I feel like I'm back in <laughs> high school. But but uh, in all seriousness, they do a great job of offering to help in any way they can. The, the challenge becomes trying to figure out what the questions are that you need to ask right. to get the information you need. So. It's so funny. I was laughing because I was sitting down in the, the Senate uh, welcome room there when I saw you come in, and all these senators are walking back and forth while I was waiting for Senator Merritt, and it seemed like there was just lobbyist after lobbyist after lobbyist after lobbyist, and I was sitting there, and I thought to myself, is this how it is? Is this how it really works? I mean, how many people came up to you on your first day that you had no idea who they were, and they said, uh, I'd like a few moments of your time, Senator? Well, I tried to be as inconspicuous as possible, <laughs> and uh, because I'm so new down there, I don't think they've come to fully recognize me just yet, which is fine. But there are a lot of people that want to sit down and talk with you. And, uh, you know, I think lobbyists generally get a, a bad rap. Uh, they do serve a very important function of getting you information, but... I think it's incumbent upon each elected leader to make sure that you are, no matter who you're talking to, making sure that you're trying to seek uh, all sides of the issue so you can take a balanced approach and really think it through. And so uh, you do get a lot of people that want a little bit of your time. And, um, of course, that's a challenge in and of itself. There's only so many hours in the day. So trying to balance accessibility with efficiency, it, it gets to be a little bit of a challenge. And I'm just trying to navigate that in a way that, respects people you know i want to sit down and talk to anybody you're very nice well you're much nicer than i am <laughs> it's weird you always say that every time i come in here but uh you know i i try to be and it's out of respect for people um i think that uh, not to get too philosophical but there's an author c.s lewis who said you've never met a mere mortal and the idea is that everybody that you meet is a person that uh, is worthy of respect, regardless of their role, regardless of their station in life. And I want to try to take that approach not only in life, but in leadership. And so that means then you've got to really uh, take a servant's heart as best you can. Again, our guest is uh, Senator-elect John Kirk. Well, I guess you're senator now. You've been sworn yeah, in. That's true. You're in. You're, you're <laughs> we're the man. A, we're officially official yeah, now. Senator uh, John Crane representing Hendrickson, uh, Putnam County here at the Indiana State House. Take us through the swearing-in ceremony. That was very cool. I've seen the pictures. Uh, it looked like a very emotional, uh, amazing moment for you. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, um, I'm a student of history. I was a history major in college, and I come from a family that has very much appreciated historical significance in the role of public service. And uh, I, I found myself getting choked up at various points from saying the pledge to the opening prayer to even when I was uh, taking the oath of office from the Chief Justice, uh, it really began to s kind of solidify in me, wow, this is, this is actually happening. It's very surreal. And uh, I take it very, very seriously and recognize the solemn responsibility that we have to be a guardian of the public trust. And so uh, it was one of those where a little bit later last night with my wife, you just kind of reflecting on the day right. and going, Wow, this this was pretty neat. You yeah. know, this was pretty neat. And so you got to kind of work through the initial uh, 
the the nature of it and the the overwhelming sense of it and recognize okay this is a new role that we've been called to do and we're going to do it to the best of our ability you know having worked at the state house and then being back there yesterday and and seeing all that going on i'm not one that gets impressed by things but it is a cool moment and i would imagine being the person that is the center of that moment there's so much history there and you realize the the uh, everything that's taken place uh inside the inside the the roof and and just everything that's happened there it is probably a pretty surreal thing it is and i you know it's kind of one of those pinch me moments um you don't want to become so comfortable that you become casual and i don't ever want to lose sight of the significance of why you're there and the role you're there to play you know i I was so grateful to so many of our supporters that came down and filled the gallery and even as I was walking out, shaking hands, you should have with, sold tickets. You could have funded yeah, your next campaign. <laughs> that's true. Well, we just we had a ton of people that came down and showed up, and uh, even as I was leaving, I glanced up and just gave them a wave as a as an acknowledgement of uh, we did it. it I'm it, here because of you all. It was interesting when I ran and won. You realize there's that moment when you're sworn in, and we did a big thing at town hall. We were very criticized. We packed the town hall and cake and <laughs> celebration and everything. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Some people thought it was over the top, but there's a moment when you're done where you realize, okay, the campaign is over. That's right. And governing is really hard. That's right. It's a. It's a. There's two. There, there's two aspects of this. Number one, it's a lot different to be an armchair political analyst, which I've been all the way up until this point. Hey, you're, and, you and you were good at it. And and move from there to being a candidate. It's different when you're the candidate, but it's also different going from being the candidate to now being the office holder. Yep. And I want to take that job very very seriously, um, and just learn the job and do it to the best of my ability and and lean on folks that have been down this road before and glean from their wisdom. Uh, and so that we can serve the people of District 24 very well. Uh, I'm curious because it was, there was a very clear divide in your primary um, uh, between the sort of folks that were voting for you, which tended to be some the more conservative, outside the political mainstream sort sure. of uh, folks, and then your opponent who had that backing of the, the, the Senate leadership and things like that. I'm curious, was there a reach out to you after that? Because obviously, based on the election results, people in this area went with you and your vision of representing this area. Did the Senate leadership sort of reach out to you? After your election? Well, um, I did go down and meet with the Senate leadership, and uh, we had a very good meeting down there. Is that like there. a mafia thing, like where you're in a you're in a dark room and guys with suits are standing <laughs> yeah, around you no, telling you to have no. a seat? It's nothing like that. You've been watching too many movies. Uh, it's nothing like that. We had a great meeting. I met with uh, David Long and, and Jim Merritt and so forth. And just a chance to kind of get to know each other. And one of the things that, of course, sometimes when you're on the right side philosophically, uh, there's a caricature right. that uh, you're so passionate about your issues that you can't be thoughtful. And, of course, we've tried to be thoughtful in everything that we've done. But I think one of the other things is that you get caricatured as almost a bomb thrower. You know, right, I'm, sure. I'm here to just sure. blow things up yeah. and come like Sherman's March to the Sea. You know? And you got associated with me, so that was going to get you too. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that... Well, if I could get through that, I could get through anything. <laughs> but really, the, the goal is to say, hey, I absolutely have some firm beliefs and some principles, and, and uh, they're principles that I think are grounded in a worldview that is one that I've chosen to live by. I hope people see the manifestation of that in the way that we ran our campaign. 
but I'm always all about thoughtful leadership. And thoughtful leadership is in both mind and manner. We need to be critically thinking about the issues and be able to give a principled response, but we also need to do so in a respectful way. Yeah, Merritt, he, you know, Merritt's my buddy. And yeah, uh, he asked me about you, and he, I said, Crane, he's going to be great. He's going to be phenomenal. And uh, <laughs> so I think he's really becoming a, a big fan of yours. Oh, I wanted to ask you, do they hit you on day one? Because you're on the job now. Like That's you, right. like you know, right. you you are the senator. That's do right. they hit you day one with? Here's what we want to do this year in the Senate. What happens? Well, they end up uh, giving you kind of a sense of here's some of the big ticket issues that are coming up. Uh, be aware of that. They tell you, you know, if you have bills and things that you want to get filed and and in the in the pipeline, get those going and so forth. And there's there's different ways to approach that. Some people say, you know, yeah, I've got these ideas. I want to get cranking and just gather and right. start moving all kinds of legislation. Um, I, I'm not one of those. I tend to be one that, I, you know, the approach I'm taking is to listen, uh, to learn, and then to lead. And I don't think that, to me, it's a stewardship issue. Um, a job like this, I don't want to come in blindly and assume I know more than I know and therefore get off on the wrong foot. And so, as I said, I am leaning into folks. But the leadership and fellow senators have been very good about coming alongside you and helping you sure. understand the process so that you can be more effective in doing your job and doing it well. Yeah, so I'm curious, what do you do now? What is, because session starts early January, right. you've got this window here, what do you do now? What happens? Well, I think it's different for different people. Um, for those that are interested in pursuing legislation, um, they're you know, working with the uh, Legislative Services Agency to get their bills kind of put together and get them in the pipeline. Um, and in addition to that, then it's a matter of continuing to meet with people, continuing to hear perspectives, continuing to kind of find out um, who the folks are that can get, uh, they get the job done, the chairman of the different committees and so forth. And for me, uh, we're going to be finding out very soon about what the committee assignments are and so forth. And um, so that's a matter of trying to figure out where I'm going to you know, get settled in there as well. Again, our guest is uh, Senator John Crane, Indiana State Senator. Does that sound weird? Indiana State Senator <laughs> John does. Crane. I, I'm looking over my shoulder to see who you're talking right, about. Right, <laughs> yeah, I mean, be, that's your title now. That's you're right. a senator. That's Hello, right. senator. Yeah, it's great. Um, but uh, uh, representing Hendricks and Putnam Counties in the Indiana State House. Uh, so I got to ask you, you know, you get one hard question when you're here. Okay. Um, uh, you're Nicely, this guy nicely in the house, Curtis. Okay. Curtis nicely, mm -hmm. he uh, puts forward this abortion bill, mm -hmm. and Bosma appears very unamused by that. Uh, Long appears unamused by it. Um, you're very pro-life. That's a huge mm -hmm. issue for you. Is this a learning experience for you right now? Because this guy is not going to get anywhere with this bill, probably. And if anything, it's going to set maybe that cause back a little bit. Are you learning from this? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very pro-life. Um, I do think that we need to respect life at all points on the, the human life cycle. Um you gotta, you gotta figure, out, and that's one of the challenges, really, for anybody. Is uh, how do I? Because when you're bo the boss, long in your case, or Bosma in his case, is scowling as they're being asked about your bill. Well, it's not good, right? Right, and so it's one of those where uh, you got to figure out how to navigate a deeply held belief with just the pragmatics and the practical nature of maneuvering something forward in in a way that is thoughtful and that is reasonable and so forth. 
uh, because there is a certain process. Right. There's a certain way to go about it where you can be effective or a way that it may not be effective. And in this particular case, I think that uh, Representative Nisley is cultivating a very needed conversation on important issues. Um, there isn't uh, an actual bill yet. There's yeah. no language and things like that. So, you know, obviously it would be difficult to comment on anything without actually seeing language. Um, well, let me, but I let think me ask, those are the challenges. Let me, ask right. you, yeah, let me ask you this because I think it was Bosma. Maybe it was Long. Um, those guys, they always the same to me when I read about them in the, in the papers. But one of them said... This your this guy this guy nicely. He's looking for a fight. He's looking to get this thing back to the Supreme Court with a new Supreme Court. A new Trump will have appointed a new justice by then. He wants abortion redecided by the Supreme Court. And they said we don't want Indiana taxpayers to be a test case for the Supreme Court. Is sure. there is there any validity to that? Well, again, there's all kinds of different considerations, and I don't know exactly what uh, Representative Nicely's end game is. I haven't talked to him personally. Um, I think, you know, obviously there's advocates that want to see that happen. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of going, what what do we want to see happen and what is actually attainable? And uh, that's the real challenge. So, you know, these are these are very controversial issues. And um, I, I, I'm not one to avoid controversy. I'm not intending to be controversial just for the for its own it's sake. It's a lot of but, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you relish this kind of thing. You know, you make a business of it. But uh, uh, I think that it's important to not shy away from tough issues just because they're tough. Yeah. I think we need to have important – these are important conversations that we need to have and continue to foster. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your campaign real quick. Sure. Well, let's first of all talk about Mary Williams. How great is she? <laughs> I mean, she's two for two. She's she fantastic. Win, she wins like 65% of the vote in the sheriff's race, which nobody yep. saw coming a couple yep. of years ago. And then uh, now you win uh, decisively over, yep. a, over a well-funded incumbent. Yeah. Why were you guys so good as a campaign? Well, honestly, I think that a big part of it is shared worldview. Uh, I wanted to approach this campaign the way I approach life, and that is that my deeply held beliefs inform how I try to live my life. I don't live it perfectly, but at least we attempt to try to live it in the right way. So we set out from the beginning, and this was a, an approach that I kind of engineered and, and she helped implement, to say, what's the kind of political race that we wish candidates would run? Not the ones that we all see on TV. Right. That by the time you get to November the 7th, you're just like, please make all the commercials stop. And it's a weird year to right? be doing that oh, because the guy that won was the ultimate grenade That's thrower. That's right. That's right. And so in our case, you know, you're taking on an incumbent, um, first-time candidate for office in myself. Yeah. There's just a lot of variables that make the chances of success pretty minimal if you're going to be candid about it. And so I knew that the chances of winning were less than the chances of losing. But win or lose, I, I have to answer to God, and I want to be able to put my head on the pillow at night and say uh, we kept our integrity intact and we ran the kind of race that, that I can say I did my best and we ran it right. Well, then you got to find somebody that agrees with you on that, yeah. and she is that. And not only philosophically coming from the same place, but clearly has capabilities that uh, – 
then she's phenomenal. Allow, yeah, allow for the the manifestation of that kind of campaign, and, and yet she's so humble, so oh, yeah. quiet, and oh, yet so great. capable <laughs> that she stands in the back of the room, and you don't realize the role she's actually playing in the whole she's thing. She's like the uh, like the horse whisperer of uh, <laughs> you know Hendricks County politics. I mean, you want to win, you go with Mary Williams. I mean, it's, that's it's, right. It's it's I, she's I, the campaign whisperer. That is right. You know, she's uh, she's really great, and uh, I, I'm curious now. The general election was interesting to me because Kevin Rogers, great guy who yeah. you ran against, very yeah. nice. You guys had a wonderful oh, debate on the show. A great guy. He got like seventeen percent of the vote, yeah. which is a lot for a libertarian. And you're a great candidate. Was it surprising to you that there are that many people with some sort of libertarian streak? And what do you learn from that? Um, no, it's not surprising to me. Um, I think that uh, this area is is it has folks that uh, run the gamut, but uh, it's more right of center, obviously. And uh, I think Kevin Rogers is fantastic. Uh, I've already reached out to him and said, hey, win or lose, uh, let's get together and figure out what we I can do I think he will together. add a lot to your oh, governance. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's a great man. And uh, he and I uh, have a lot of things in common as well. So we're working to try to set up a meeting to sit down and just kind of figure out what we can do together. So Again, I guess is uh, Indiana State Senator John Crane rep- will represent Hendricks and Putnam County in the State House. Okay, so that's the next question. A little bit of the problem with your predecessor was he was more interested in representing the state, a lot of people felt, or leadership than the area. Give us your approach to how you're going to judge bills and decide whether you give it the the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Well, and I will say this, given the learning curve, one of the things, practically speaking, is I'm going to do the very best I can. It's like cramming for a final every single (laughs) night for four months, right, to try to get up to speed on the bills and make sure that I'm as well aware of them as I can be. Now, within that, my approach, essentially, if you were to summarize it, is conscience, um, constituents, and caucus. And what that means is I have a certain framework that shapes the way I think about life and uh, shapes my approach to life. Um, and that is the underlying foundation by which then I determine the desires of the constituents. I think that the desires of the constituents generally should be your primary, primary focal point because those are the good folks that elected you to office. And so then you factor in the desires of the caucus within the desires of the constituents, and all of that is against the framework of my deeply held beliefs. Now you're heading to D.C. for something, right? Yeah, it's a legislative conference out there, so it's part of my ongoing education on the issues of the day. (laughs) Uh, It's it's so interesting because one of the things that I looked at was the Senate is so big, it's so broad, it's so hard, as you said, they put you in the back to move to the front of the line. Yeah. How do you make a difference as a new senator in the state of Indiana that will help the people in Hendricks and Putnam County? How, well, do, you get, how do you get to the front? Well, I, I, I don't think you necessarily have to get to the front to make a difference. I believe you can be what John Maxwell calls a 360-degree leader, and that is no matter where you are, leveraging your influence for good. Now, obviously, those that are at the front are the chairman and so forth, and uh, if... They have, nice, the road. they have nice offices. Well, they do, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> it's like a rabbit warren up there. You know, everybody's got their <laughs> cubicle. But, you know, it's one of these deals where um, I'm just looking to try to be um, a thoughtful leader, somebody that is discerning, somebody that is really trying to weigh the merits for and against a given issue, and ultimately is trying to make the right decision, which obviously 
different people might come down and, and say, you know, the decision you made wasn't right because I have this particular view, and that's fine. I would love to have that conversation with folks. But to me, the goal is to try to figure out that balance between being a team player as far as, you know, I'm not just coming in to, to make enemies. Right. But all never losing sight of who you're there to serve. And that isn't necessarily my colleagues or anybody down at the state house more than it is my constituents. Uh, you got a new a new governor. That's right. Got a new governor, That's Holcomb. Right. Uh, yeah. we, hey, we had Holcomb on the show. Oh, we fantastic. pulled him across the finish line, right? Yeah, I mean, that's right. We have Trump on, he wins. That's we have right. Holcomb on, he it, it, uh yeah, we had a great event. And you that had a, you, and it, so you have a relationship with Holcomb now, yeah, obviously having right. that, that event. Um, I'm curious, do you reach out to him at some point? I mean, what? How does that? How does that? Uh, how does that sort of come together so that you can get your thoughts relayed to him? Because he's a huge part of the legislative puzzle. Yeah, well, and and it goes back to that listening, learning, and then leading. Um, yeah, uh, we we've developed a relationship largely because of the campaign, and um, I'm looking forward to him being in the governor's role. Um, if there's anything that I can do to be of help to him, uh, I look forward to being able to help in whatever way I can. And and I think that uh, Indiana's poised to just continue to build on these Republican administrations that we've had for the last few administrations. Now, do you have to go get new suits? Like, what do you... <laughs> I might, you know, I might actually have to do that. I've had to wear more suits in the last month than I have probably in the last four years. What's the so. great thing about town council is I had two suits the whole time and it was plenty. I mean, because you yeah. had two meetings a month. If I show up in a t-shirt and jeans, <laughs> I might say something. Okay. So one of the things that's going to be great about you, John, is we live in a bizarre country in terms of how we handle our elections. You spend a year, uh, or can't, not you, but candidates spend a year going out being very nice to everyone, asking for their vote, pleading for their mm-hmm. approval. And then a lot of times the legislative officials are elected and the role is reversed. Then the people are pleading to meet with the elected official mm-hmm. and pleading for their approval. And I think you're going to be a guy that's going to keep the campaign mindset of that you work for the people and you're going to go out there and do the best job that you can and be seen and be visual and, and be active in these communities. Well, and I'll tell you, Rob, um, that is certainly at my heart. And that's going to be my intention. Now, I'm not going to do it perfectly. And it goes back to just that that tension of limited hours in the day and unlimited requests and trying to figure that out. But I've got a great uh, L.A., great press secretary, great people around me. Do they me just hand those to you them. and go, this is your person now? Yeah, they do. Is, <laughs> that, is that weird that they say, this is the person you're going to need to trust? Learn to trust this person. That's right. And the, and uh, Lucas is, is my ally, and he does a fantastic job, and Matt's my press secretary. He does a great <laughs> job. So they've got great staff. Um, but to your point, um, there's a lot of people clamoring for your attention. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, because you get a title, somehow you're elevated in people's minds, and I think, you know, to some degree appropriately so. But what I don't ever want to do, and I think this is where elected leaders can tend to get um, out of focus, is to allow that title to all of a sudden make you think that somehow you're more important than the average guy mowing his yard. Do you ever stop, though, and say, okay, what, whatever the issue is, you're in the budget long session this time, so you're going to do the yeah, budget, yeah. a multi-multi-billion dollar biennial budget. You're 150th of the set. I know. I, I mean, whether... That's a, pretty what, significant. Major road funding that's going to yeah. become... I mean, you are 150th of the set. Yeah, a- absolutely. That's, that's a lot of weight and responsibility. And, you know, as you know, I'm a person of faith, and for those folks out there that are 
prayer warriors, uh, I covet those prayers because I covet prayers and counsel. Uh, I do not claim to be an expert in much of anything in my life. But if there's anything that I've learned is you try to surround yourself with good people like a Mary Williams yeah. or whoever else <laughs> that can help enhance whatever gifts you bring to the table. I want to end on this. Your campaign was run so well, not from a execution standpoint, it was, but the way you handled controversy. And you had some very, very mean, untrue, hateful things that were said about you. Yeah. Not just you, but your family members. Yeah. You handled it so great. You handled it far better than I would have. <laughs> uh, I am curious if that was a good experience for you now that you've come through it successfully and you're you're now just starting the race of what is a very dirty, nasty business. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't fun, and it's never fun. But um, sometimes the hardest experiences that we go through in life are good for us. And while in our humanness we may not wish to go through that again, uh, if there's lessons that need to be learned by going through that, then I would choose to go through that again. Um, it gave us an opportunity to find out who we are. And I say we, not only be for me, but my family and our campaign team. Um, but it also gave us a chance to show folks that there's more than one way to run a campaign or to respond to things in life. And as I've tried to verbalize, um, to the best of my ability, what people saw there is uh, a relatively accurate or pretty accurate reflection of the approach that I try to take in life in general because yeah. I've uh, written columns and I've put my stuff out there for public consumption and of course you get all kinds of reactions and some of the negative ones can be pretty nasty <laughs> and so you have to have a pretty thick skin if you uh, want to be liked by everybody then politics is not the business to be in um, but that's the nature of leadership you have to lead well and trust that you're going to try to do the best you can to serve all the people but you're not going to always uh, meet everybody's expectations or agree with them all the time, and, and that's okay. So we're going to just try to continue to be thoughtful and, and respond kindly regardless of what people say or do. Well, John, uh, congratulations on Thank your you. victory and Thank congratulations you. on getting sworn in. And uh, it's going to be fun, and, and uh, I know that you are in it for all the right reasons. Well, and, I appreciate uh, that. Nice. We're trying to be. I mean, that's it. We're trying to be in it for the right reasons, and and truly at the end of the day, it's to serve people and uh, to try to do some good for the folks in our district and for our state. All right. Uh, that was John Crane, uh, in, in now not elect, Indiana senator representing Hendrickson Putnam counties uh, in the Indiana State House. Don't forget, if you missed any part of our conversation today, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We are available on SoundCloud and iTunes now. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night.
Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.